The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself and Mark Henry talk about AEW All Access and are they pulling the curtain a little too far back. Also, we talk to new Impact World Heavyweight Champion Steve Macklin. And we get more into the Dusty Rhodes A&E bio, plus his relationship with Cody and the AEW Women's Division. Who do we do that with? But the one and only Dustin Rhodes right now on the Busted Open Podcast. We're just hours from when he actually won this world championship at Rebellion last night. And let's bring in your new Impact World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Steve Macklin. Steve, good morning uh, and congratulations. Good morning. Thank you. Yeah, and, uh, still uh, still kind of in that buzzy, foggy feeling of it, but uh, still hasn't kind of set in. But I know the hard work starts now and the easy part's over. So, Hey, I'm going to tell you right now, Steve, you got to do it. You and the missus, oh. put the titles on and wear them out in public to dinner <laughs> gotta do it gotta do it it's not only I have, a different, go viral. Of, I have a different version of wearing titles but uh <laughs> oh, i like that one better break them in yeah. brother break them in <laughs> oh my god i love y'all man like the power couple uh, uh of, of impact like that that's a beautiful thing i think it's a a hell of a t-shirt that's gonna sell to see you know, spouses holding up the titles back to back on the same shirt. I'd buy it. Well, I'll have to keep that in mind. And then it's, uh, it was a cool night just to have it capped off by her and I both being able to meet up and grill afterwards and just smile and knowing from where we've come from and the stories we both have. And just having to just keep our head up and keep grinding and keep busting ass to just get where we want to be. And that's that's what we both tell each other. And that's how we both support each other. No matter what, we're going to give it our all. And Steve, for you, you know, to win that championship title and you've, you've put the work in, you put a lot of hard work in. I love this run that you've been having with impact wrestling and then to go and to watch your wife win her match and win the knockouts championship. I mean, that's so cool. We talked about it last week, Mark, about, I can't remember, you know, 
you know, a husband and wife being in the two main event matches at a pay-per-view like we just saw last night at Rebellion. And it is history and and it is special. And, you know, both of you with comeback stories, you know, um, you know, leaving the WWE, betting on yourself, working, you know, you could have you could have been upset. And I'm sure there were times that you probably were. But then getting back on there, putting in the work and now representing the company. Uh, it's it's a great success story. And and I'm sure you're both very, very proud of each other. Yeah, it's uh it's a long time coming, and it's one of those cliches of uh, where for the longest time I was told, I'll just keep doing what you're doing, kid. You just, you're killing it. Keep cutting promos. Keep this. Keep grinding. Keep grinding. And you hear that so much, and it's funny to be on the end where I would always be the one I'm like, ah, they're full of shit. And then here we are, and it actually kind of came true just because just keep putting in that work. Keep grinding. Keep doing what I have to do without kissing ass, without having to politic my way to get to a position and just show my worth and know my worth now. And that's more importantly, I know who I am and what my worth is now. Steve, you, you're now you're, you're a well-established talent. You have been for a while now, but I'm going to go out here and tell you, I don't know what happened over the last two years, but I feel like that you are more comfortable in your own skin, I think. And that's made you better somehow. Bro, you are as good as you were, you are you are better than you were now. Are you more comfortable? Is that is, what 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 is the what do you give the nod to that made you make this big run? I think being let go uh, was that motivating thing of I knew who I was and what I was capable of and being told no for so long or it's not your time right now. Just keep waiting. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Again, that was always told to me. And now I get to just not have that ear in my head all the time telling me, no, I'm going out and proving people wrong. And that's what I I think with the chip on my shoulder is what I enjoy doing is proving people wrong like I've always done uh, when I'm told no. And I just, wow coming to my own and uh it's been a journey it's been a lot of fun a lot of bumps and hard roads to get here but um as baby face as that sounds uh it's just it's very fulfilling and knowing that i just get to be me that's ultimately what it is and i think you can attest that too mark once you feel like you and you're out there and you're able to just react instead of just playing wrestler you're able to react and be your personality that's when your true self comes out and shows to the audience and it's just more believable you also said something else in saying the way that you just said that is other people were wrong about you is what you just said. Like yeah. you didn't think that I was worth it. Well, you got to eat it now. And, and anybody that's got a, 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 a grain of salt in them um, always wants to stick it to the man or prove to people that doubted you that you were the genuine article and you've done that and everybody's got to notice and all those people that didn't, um, that just proves that they, they, they're not as well, they're not as, as uh, knowledgeable about people as they are knowledgeable about what the business is about. Yeah. And it's even more or less, I could say thank you to them as well, just because it, it was the motivating factor I needed, I guess, to get into this position to believe in myself. 
So is it sticking it to the man? Yes, but it's also a thank you. So just you got to look at it from both sides of it. And that's just how this business is with the ebbs and flows yeah. where you're told no somewhere else. And with the opportunities we have now and with so many companies out there for pro wrestling, just to be able to flourish and give you those opportunities like an impact wrestling. This is a place of opportunity where I tell people all the time, like this is a great locker room from top to bottom. Creative is great. They give you that little bit of a freedom to be yourself and then also work with them to bounce ideas off of. And you have AEW, you have MLW, you have AAA. Just there's so much out there. New Japan, New Japan strong. And it's wrestling right now is an awesome industry just because there's so many other places to work other than just the one end all be all. Yeah. You know, Steve, now you're the guy. You're the champion. You're the guy. Uh, we could talk about the journey all we want, but I believe now you can look at that through your rear view mirror because now you're the champion. You're at the top of the card. You're the face of the company. Um, any pressure with that, or is this something that you've just been really looking forward to and you're just ready for what's ever going to come your way? Uh, there's always pressure. And it, it's, I love that pressure as well, just because it ups my game. And this is the first time where I feel I have, no matter what, 100% the backing of this company like they've had was putting trust in me and having this title over my shoulder. And I know people like to say it's a target on the back, but it's a target on my chest. Because just like I had it last night right across my chest, front towards enemy, it's always going to be that way. My back, I will always treat as if it's against the wall. I'm not going to change my mentality in that. And uh, the pressure for me the most is holding on to this until Josh Alexander comes back healthy because that's the one man I want to face because I wanted to beat the longest reigning impact world champion here in Toronto for the world title that I now have. So when Josh is healthy, that's the man I'm looking to. Yeah, and, and wow. Steve, you know, when you look at that and, and, and obviously Nick Aldis on commentary last night and Nick Aldis confronting you, what was that like? Uh, I, I guess that's that household that has to always be in the spotlight, huh? And uh, yeah. jealousy's a son of a jealousy's a son of a bitch. But um, it's good to have another former world champion that have to beat that line. Uh, so whenever he gets his opportunity and he is the number one contender, and hopefully he earns that, he doesn't think he can waltz in. He's got to go in there and work, just like everybody here does, just like I did. Um, what was it like? The show's over. You both have your championships. You probably had that one quiet moment when you were back and everything. What was that moment like for the two of you when you finally were away from the venue, away from the people, away from the fans, and you had that alone time last night? What was that like? don't really think I could say that on air, but <laughs> uh, no, it was, uh, it was gratifying. Um, just to be able to – we didn't have to say anything to each other. I think that was mostly it. We just smiled, we hugged and we kissed, and it was just like, we we know who we are. And uh, like I tell her every day, that I ask her every day if I told her I love her. And then we'll just say no, I'm like, well, I love you. All right, Steve Macklin, all right, congratulations. Your new Impact World Heavyweight. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold, hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day 
then a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. On this episode of Plant Killers, we'll explore one nation's most notorious fruit and vegetable killer, bad dirt. What makes bad dirt so bad? The answer, the ingredients. But fear not, true crime enthusiasts. This story has a happy ending. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil. It's made with quality organic ingredients from upcycled green waste like compost and aged bark. Unlike the other guys who can't say the same. Looks like bad dirt's murdering days are over. Thanks to miracle Grow. Join us next time on Plant Killers. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details champion hey everyone it's howard bender from the Andy up podcast every weekday adam ronis and i serve you up the picks plays and fantasy information needed to win your bets you know this isn't just your average sports betting show though for one very good reason we won't tell you what to do unless we've already done it ourselves that's right we put our money where our mouths are so we're just as invested in each bet as you are subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. And you know how much I'm a fan of AEW, and, and, and a lot of it is because I just want to see these companies grow, and not just survive, but thrive. But I do have a bone of contention with AEW, and we talked about it in this week's Masters class that you can hear exclusively on the Busted Open podcast. And we talked earlier about Hacksaw Jim Duggan and the Iron Sheik and pulling back that curtain. And even though I've been featured in two episodes, Mark, with all access, you know, myself and Thunder Rosa in one and then my one of my interviews with Tony Khan and the other. They really do pull that curtain back on that show to me a little too far. And I think it's so far, Mark, that it may hurt what you watch on Wednesdays. And let me explain because I want to get your take on it, Mark. Now, Sammy, Sammy Guevara on Dynamite is a heel. And Sammy Guevara on All Access, Mark, I want to be his best buddy. 
I want to go hang out with Sammy Guevara. I want to put my arm around Sammy Guevara and say, Sammy, don't worry, man. You're good. You can step into the ring with Brian Danielson. You're going to be okay, pal. Don't fret. So it's hard now for me to watch him on Dynamite and hate him because he's so lovable. On Di- Same thing with Ty. I want to say to Ty, oh, my God. You're phenomenal. I want you to get an opportunity. You could kick every woman's ass in this division because you're legit, like a great athlete and a great shooter. Like, I want to say, I want to put my arm around time. Be like, ah, don't worry. It's going to be okay. You're going to get your opportunity. The last thing I want to do after watching that show, Mark, is boo Sam, Sammy and Ty after watching that show. I, I think there's adjustments will be made. I mean, it, at this point, Dave, AEW is touching ground that has never touched before. You're going to make some mistakes. I mean, it's still a new company. Mm-hmm. And some of which I don't even consider it a mistake. I just, cons- I just look at it as it's being too it's it's becoming too in, inclusive like some stuff you gotta step back on and i think they will and you know what mark i, I might be in a minority here i might be the old man yelling at the clown no no like, i don't think so i've heard I, it, i've heard it before okay and i have uh some issues with things that i see on all access but i don't have any control yeah i, I don't have any say so and, you know, if I'm asked, then I'll say something. But it's some stuff that if it's not in your area of expertise or um, where your thoughts and input matters, I don't think that, you know, certain people want to hear that, especially the production staff. They don't want to hear that. No, and, and listen, I think there's a, a big fan base that loves it. The one that The one that got me, Mark, and I, 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 it was in, I believe, the second episode. It was the one that got me. Was was when Soraya's being interviewed by Renee, and and Renee's like, you know, we we offered, you know, Britt Baker to be here, but she didn't show. And Soraya's like saying, yeah, she didn't show. That tells you what type of person she is. And then they showed a long range shot, and like ten feet away is Britt. And it's just like to me, that's just. That's pulling the curtain back a little too far for my liking. Yeah, Dave. I mean, I can't apologize for it because I was not directing it. I'm, I'm, I have zero to do with it. But I can see what you're saying and how that could be uh, perceived as a little too much. Too much. Too much, man. Make me believe. Make me believe in the magic. I don't want to. I don't want to see how the woman's sewn and out. I don't want to see that shit. I want. I want to. I want to be like, oh my god, how did that happen? Oh my god, what's going? That I love the magic of it. And again, I know I'm from a different generation. The younger generation might think completely different. I think that's exposing a little too much. 
Hey everyone, Jen Piacenti here, host of Sticks and Stacks, the podcast that brings you the very best action from the world of hockey and baseball. Each week, myself, Sean Drotar, and Nate Lundy will bring you our best picks and talk you through the props, bets, and fantasy advice that can help you become the best fantasy manager in your league or even just help you win some money. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or listen on the SXM app, free for most subscribers. The legendary Dustin Rhodes. Sir, how are you this morning? And thank you so much again for the time today. Of course, David. How's it going? I'm good. And and thank you again because we had you on last week. We were able to get you on for about 15 minutes. Uh, but we really wanted to get you on a little bit more because there's so much to talk to you about. So uh, we appreciate you giving us the time once again. Yeah, man. No, no worries, buddy. Always for you. Ah, thank you. And 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 Dustin, like one thing that we we're talking about, just to bring you into the conversation, because I want to talk about AEW. A lot of great things happening with AEW. Want to talk more about the bio last week? But but Dustin, I'm I'm 51. Uh, I've been watching pro wrestling for well over 40 years now, and obviously, pro wrestling has changed so much. And we're talking about All Access, which comes on immediately after Dynamite on Wednesdays. And Mark and I were talking about, you know, that curtain being pulled back where fans can see everything that's going on. And I get it. Listen, we wouldn't be doing Busted Open right now if this was 25, 30, 35 years ago. But but Dustin, do you feel like in a lot of ways the mystique and the magic is is kind of gone now? with pro wrestling because fans know a little bit too much of what's going on. I, you know what I do. Um, there's certain aspects of the, you know, behind the curtain, I believe are okay. But then there are certain aspects that I will still be in my old school ways of kayfabing and uh, keeping the mystique as, as long as I can. And like you said, you know, wrestling has grown through so many eras and it's just progressed and gotten different. And there is a, you know, a look behind the curtain now, it seems every day of something. And I get it. You either got to grow or you got to go with it. You know what I mean? But it's like, um, there's certain aspects of backstage area that should be off limits to me yeah. personally, because look, the, the wrestling audience is smart. They know a lot of what's going on, or do they? You know what I mean? Because we don't have that chance to keep it kind of private and secret anymore. It's like, well, God dang, man, they just, uh, they see it all. So there's no, like, surprise, no, like, surprise element. And it makes it hard, but you just got to keep going. You know what I mean? A lot of people agree with it. A lot of people will probably disagree with it, but it's just my thoughts on it and the way I was raised around the business. And really, it's it's like my dad, you know. Um, there was a show in Austin when I was around probably eight years old, and he took us, me and my sister, to the matches. And after the show, everybody's out, and I start walking towards the ring, and we're just waiting on, you know, um, dad to get out of the shower and whatnot. And I jumped up on the ring apron, and he rushed out of that locker room, and he yelled at me and, you know, got on to me for 
even getting in that ring because he wanted to protect it. And that's just what they did. They protected everything, man. And, uh, yeah, so that's my kind of thoughts on it. Dustin, I, I, I felt like the bad guy recently. Why? I was, I was, I was Mr. Killjoy because they had people that they brought in the back for a meet and greet. And while this meet and greet was going on, they exited the room and then they stood in the hallway and the wrestlers were in the hallway. And, yeah. you know, when I said, hey, um, this, this is not the place to be, the person kind of looked at me like, hey, they're, they're with us. And I was like, I, and I, I had the, I don't give a shit that they with you feeling. And yeah. it felt, it just felt bad. I, I, I can't describe what I was feeling at that moment because it would, it would make me look even worse. But uh, I think some people enjoy the fact that they have access to the back and that they can dangle that carrot over people. We got to get rid of that. We got to get rid of that. Yeah, I understand, man. It's, you know, that's our that's our livelihood backstage, and what goes on back there should be private, unless they're shooting some kind of thing like which they are. I understand. I get it, and I just try to avoid those areas and and just uh, take care of my business elsewhere. But man, it it's just like it's not a private place anymore, and you know, it kind of sucks. But it's like. Hey man, we just got to deal with it. And, even the and crew, you, even the crew, what? The people that work yeah. in the building. I'm like, hey, why why are you standing here? Is there a reason? Yeah. Don't you got shit to do? Go to work. Yeah, right. And, and I, I, I see. I know I'm an asshole when it comes to that, but I'm willing to accept that because I love it and I want to. I want to like your dad. I want to respect it. I told you. Uh, uh, we we sat there and talked about the documentary, and I I, I told Dustin I said, "Hey man, uh, this is gonna this is gonna sound a little weird, but um, your dad was the only person outside of my my mom and my uncle Andrew that's allowed to kiss me." And yeah. <laughs> and at first, Dusty what everybody that Dusty loved. He walk up to you, and he kiss you on the cheek, and he make the sound. Dustin, remember I tell you like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> he walked up, and he oh, kissed damn, me, and man. I was like, hey, I was like, hey, man, you can't kiss me. He said, I can do whatever I want, baby. <laughs> and I, and he said, if I love you, I'm gonna kiss you. And just the way he bro, worked, I got you know he 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 loved me. I know he did. And yeah. Um, Man, it's got to be a good feeling to be the descendant of somebody that was so respected and so loved. And, you know, watching the documentary made me feel warm. I, how did how did that documentary ended up making you feel? Not just being on it, but the, the feeling well, that you had about it. So... You know, from a fan's perspective, it was excellent. It was good. It told a lot of things that a lot of people didn't know. Um, from the children's 
perspective, um, it was a little sad. And, you know, I watched it four times, and each time was about the same. It just, you know, um, certain areas of what, what we're talking about or whatever brings back some memories, and, you know, it just kind of breaks you down and you miss your dad, right? So it, it from the fans' experience, you know, just uh, from the fans' point of view, it's it was a very happy thing, you know, and they all missed Dad, but it was like, you know, yeah, they, they got a little sad or crying or whatever, but nothing like what we were kind of going through individually, my brother and sisters. Mm. <clears throat> but it was excellent. Mm. It was, uh, you know, I was on Rob. He shot it and directed it, produced it and all that stuff, and I was on him constantly about, um, you know, there's certain things I didn't like and, you know, certain things I didn't want to share with the public. And my life has been a pretty open book. I'm I'm not, you know, one of those to keep things in. Sometimes I, I, to a fault, go above and beyond and say some things that I shouldn't say. And I'm trying to get better at that. But, um, you know, it's private. So it's like, but it was so well done, man, and I loved it. At the same time, you know, I just miss him, and I'm sad. So, mm. and as we mentioned last week, when you were on the Dream Lives on the Dusty Roads Foundation, go to DustyRoadsFoundation.org for all the information and to donate as well. And and Dustin, I I would think that it has to be hard, uh, you know, to have your you know your life out there to relive those moments as well, and. The one thing I will say, and I could probably, you know, point this back to myself too, that there's probably a lot of fathers and kids that are having issues right now. And maybe they watched that bio and they said, you know what, I have to pick up the phone or I have to make that trip or now's the time to to forgive. So I bet you that that documentary last weekend, I bet you there's a family right now that are given a lot of hugs that maybe weren't before watching that episode last week? Well, see, like you said, it's, it, it like it's inspires people. And uh, it did. And I, I was some, a bunch of Twitter, Twitter followers uh, reached out to me and said, you know what, man, I understand this. I have the same issue with my mom or my dad. And you know what, you put it into perspective and, and you're right. You do need to, you do need to fix things and mend things because it, that's all we have is, you know, your mom and your dad. And once they're gone, there's there's not another one. And no. it's, uh, you know, it sucks. But it's like make things right and do the best that you can to make things right. No matter how hard it is, you just like swallow your pride, you know, and, and kind of suck it up. Everything's a lot better once you get past that point. And if, you know, it touched some people, touched a lot of people. I had so many messages. And I'm just like, you know good it's great maybe somebody will you know listen to the message out there and mend their fences you know uh, dustin the last time i saw you i i mentioned about the the match that you had at double or nothing with cody uh just before dynamite started it was the first show for aew and i told you that and People who listen to this show know I'm a little crazy and I have lists for everything. And I have the laminated my, list. The laminated list of my top 10 greatest matches of all time. And that match that you had with your brother at Double or Nothing is on that list. And, wow. 
And, and, and a lot of it, and this is the beauty of pro wrestling, it's not just about the match that happens in the ring. It's the story going in. Uh, it's the moment after the match. It's the promos. The, the, the emotion I, of I, it. The, the emotion of it. I still think the promo that Cody cut before that match is still, to me, the greatest promo he's ever cut uh, on you and the Attitude Era and everything. Uh, it was just yeah. a wonderful story, and that match was wonderful. Um, you got to be proud of Cody and what he's been able to accomplish since that match as well. I mean, being in the main event at WrestleMania, to go from where he was to where he was just two weeks ago, um, I hope that your relationship is healthy and there's got to be a little pride seeing what Cody's been able to accomplish. There is uh, an extreme amount. Um, I'm super proud of Cody. And, you know, I want to just from this point on just get closer and closer to my family as possible and, and love him and put aside everything. And me and Cody are fine. Uh, there's nothing wrong. Um, you know, we call each other all the time, talk to each other, and he's doing an outstanding job. And, you know, <clears throat> he's being shot to the moon right now, which is great, and that's good for him. And I hope he I hope he uh, is happy and finally gets what, you know, that, that big one that Dad never got. I've never won a world title, and, and uh, yeah. But there, there is a little jealousy you know, on my part, you know, cause man, I, why can't I do that? You know what I mean? But it's okay. It's not like a bad jealousy thing. So I'm, I'm extremely proud of him. I wish him the best and, um, he's going to be world champion. I know it. I don't know when, but he's going to be world champion. Hell, you know? So it's like, just keep doing it, man. They're, they're making him pay for it now. So they're yeah. making him earn it. And yeah. I like that. I do. I like that because once you put the title on on him, where, where are you going? See there, Dave. Right. You see what he said? Said. I, I I heard what Dustin just said. Does doesn't mean I have to agree with it, but I heard okay, what he just said. Okay, Dustin, we trying to pro, <laughs> we trying to get put Dave on game. <laughs> Excuse me. He not he he wanted Cody to win and not go through all the stuff that you need to go through, but you know what. I've I've had blind love before in my life too. Uh, the so thing I, that I wanted to wait, say to wait, you, hold Dustin, on, wait, 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 hold on, one second, Mark, because Dustin's about to. What, what, Dustin, what were you going to say? So, so I understand, you know, because I, I went to Mania, and I sat up in you know the box, and I wasn't allowed down or anything like that. I was there, and I went there for the reason that Cody was going to win the title, right? Uh-huh. And uh, you know, we didn't know. We were just, you know, this is his time. And it was a little frustrating when he didn't win. But then at the same time, business-wise, because everybody in the world thought he was going to win that thing. And But when you look at it a, a week later or whatever, and you kind of analyze it and see what they're doing with Brock right now and all that, that kind of stuff, it makes sense. And was it the right call? I don't know. You know, I, personally, I would like, you know, I wish he would have won it. But was it the right call? Probably so. Probably down the line, he builds to this thing and he finally wins it. Then it's going to be that much bigger, at least in my opinion. I hope so. (laughs) No, I I hope so because I just feel like, I feel like, Dustin, that they're going to be chasing that moment. Like the moment was there, 
the crowd yeah. was there. They're on the edge of their seat. And, and, and I said it on this show, and no disrespect, but I said it on this show with your dad and with Dusty Rhodes when he was chasing for the NWA championship against Ric Flair. Starcade 85, the gathering. Yeah. Like, the moment was there, and they didn't pull the trigger, and then you're chasing that moment. Now, was the moment at the Great American Bash a great moment? It definitely was. But was it the moment you could have had at Starcade 85? I don't know. And I just feel like whenever this moment happens for Cody, if it happens, because as you know, Dustin, things can change and I, I just feel like they're going to be chasing that moment that they had in their in their hands at WrestleMania two weeks ago. Well, Dave, what did me and Bully say? To Cody's what? I, I was telling Dave that Bully and I went by the what would Dusty do rule, and Dusty would not have done it. He would have. Yep. He would not have I let agree. him win. He would have put the heat on him. Let him come through the fire and and see if he came out feeling so pretty. So, you know, in in looking at Cody now, he's got to step up his game from here on out to get to where you're talking about, Dave. Right to mm-hmm. make this thing a special. And I there's there's no reason Cody can't do it because he's very talented. You know, his promos are great, his work rate's great. He's going to go out there, and right now he does have people. So it's just a matter of keeping them, sustaining them, and making that moment when it does happen that much more special. And I believe you can strike it again. I do. Um, with yeah. somebody that uh, has been born into the business and loves it and things like that, it's few and far between. But when it happens, it happens, you know, and their times are right. So with storyline and the way they go, the storylines and things like that, if it's done right, then yes, they're going to respond in kind. Finally, Cody gets the championship. Oh my God. And then where do we go from? You know what I mean? So now you got to keep it because he's there for the long run. So it'll be interesting to watch over the next uh, year and a couple years. Well, I just went to, I went myself to uh, dustyroadsfoundation.org. You can make a one-time payment or a monthly payment. Uh, I am going to do the monthly payment, a small payment every month to to give back to the Dusty Rhodes Foundation. So make sure you do that. And um, I'm so glad that you. you've – no, no, this is something that I, I think it's time, as Mark said, for fans to give back because I think it's important because obviously Dusty and your family, Dustin, has given so much to us uh, as fans. So I think it's the least uh, that we can do. Uh, I – before we let you go, and thank you for being so open and honest, I do want to get into AEW, AEW Dynamite, yep. each and every Wednesday, 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Um, Thunder Rose, as you know, um, is a part of our show. She hosts with us every Friday. Uh, to yep. see Thunder grow, unfortunately being injured and unable to get into the ring right now. But even in this time away, she's doing commentating uh, for AEW mm-hmm. and the Spanish announced team. I think she's really grown as a personality and a character. And when you look at the AEW women's division right now, uh, how how are you feeling about this division moving forward? I feel really good about it because, you know, if you look back at day one, I mean, they've grown so, so much. And, you know, they're still coming to my training practices every week. 
and we we drill, we teach new things, we you know, we fix wrongs and things like that and we just do it every single week in that repetition and get them a little loose and you know, with my talking about, you know, the audience and making people feel something. So to me, I believe they're doing an excellent job and I believe our women's division is only going to get stronger and stronger and it's it's really good right now and I'm happy to see it, you know, cuz it's it took some time to get there and uh it's there and we're kind of thriving in that area. And then uh and we talked about it earlier in the show as well, what's going to be happening in August at Wembley and you know, news broke you want over my the week. Go ahead. You want my prediction? Absolutely. I think we get 52,000 people in there. Well, I got to tell you, um, according to some uh, reputable sources that already over 50,000 fans have pre-registered for tickets. So I think you might be getting a lot more than 50,000 if things if uh, if things work, work out, Dustin. I mean, that is a statement right there. That is a mega statement to the world um, on just how much AEW has grown and how much people actually love AEW. You see the the WWE and the AEW um, fans, right? And, you know, they're anti this and anti that. But when you're watching our product, we have wrestling. We have pro wrestling. We have some of the best pro wrestlers on the planet, and they're in there performing and putting on these outstanding matches. And I think we're doing a great job with everybody, you know. And we do have a large roster, and not everybody can get on at the same time. But it's like, you know, I had to learn at an early age, and it's still a work in progress for me. You have to be patient. You have to keep pitching your ideas. Not everything is going to stick. You just got to keep throwing it at the wall until something eventually sticks and keep pushing forward, man. Because if you just get complacent and you sit there and you just relax and back and catering and you don't care what's going on or you don't like try to be positive about, you know, putting in some ideas and things and talking to the right people, then nothing is going to happen. It's up to the, the individual to really, keep pushing for themselves because I promise you, you do that. You might not be on every week, but you're going to be on a little bit more. And that's, that is a testament to you being a hustler and hustling for your brand because it's the most important thing is to build your brand. Like Mark Henry built his, I built mine, you know, uh, John Moxley has built his, you know, all these, they've built their brands and it's so important to keep in touch with the boss, to pitch your ideas. And like I said, not everything's going to stick, but sometimes, you know, it's going to be like, oh, shit, that's a great idea. Let's do that. You know, and then you have a little mini storyline out of it, and you, you just add to it and things like that. And, you know, that's all you can hope for because we're not in control. I'm not the boss. So it's like what he says goes, you know, but I'm going to pitch my ideas. I love it. And we'll see what happens again. Uh, AEW Dynamite, 8 p.m. Eastern Time this Wednesday. Rampage on Fridays at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, we mentioned uh, the DustyRoadsFoundation.org. Also, uh, RoadsWrestlingAcademy.com for any hopefuls that are listening right now. Uh, who better to have you learn the ropes than 
Dustin Rhodes himself. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. For the next 15 seconds, picture yourself in a small town. Historic buildings with galleries, restaurants, micro distilleries, forested ridgelines on the horizon, wide alpine meadows, evergreen forests threaded with trails, friendly locals eager to guide you, and... If you're not quite ready to leave this fantasy, chances are you're our kind. And you should check out visitparkcity.com right away. Park City, Utah, for the mountain kind. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.